the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us as we... Indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Nine minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. Apologies for the sound of the voice today. Working through it. Missed yesterday. Missed, what, uh, two? No, Monday as well. Uh, really apologize for the sound, but uh, this is what we've got to deal with right now. Uh, coming up in about uh, half an hour, at about 10.35, we're going to talk to Richard Thompson with the Thomas More Law Center. We've had him on before. He's going to be the guest speaker at the next, next Act for America meeting by way of Zoom coming up on Monday, and he's going to talk about the Islamization of American schools. It's kind of funny how God is being driven out of the schools, but only the God of Christianity. Uh, the, the Islamization, however, not only in terms of uh, allowing prayer and references to, but also teaching lessons on Islam, has apparently become okay in far too many schools. So Richard Thompson is going to address that coming up at about 1035, a little preview of what he's going to talk about on Monday. Uh, a little call out or a shout out rather to my man uh, Jeff, who sent me this gem. Uh, need a Halloween costume? Dress up as Bernie this year. Bernie Sanders, that is. And when kids come to your door, take half the Halloween candy that they've already collected and redistribute it to kids who have been too lazy to trick-or-treat. That's brilliant, actually. You want to teach them how? You want to turn them into capitalists? You want to turn young children into conservative capitalists? That's a great idea. Show them what socialism is all about. Take half their stuff and give it away to other people who didn't have the uh, the uh, get-up-and-go to go and trick-or-treat for themselves. That's brilliant. Jeff, thank you for that. Uh, i got a phone call waiting here from Lisa Woods, and I bet I know what she wants to talk about on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Lisa. Lisa Woods, are Feeling you Feeling better. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't, we didn't Can have you, you up. Me? I got you now. Yeah. Yeah, go right ahead, Lisa. Sorry Lisa, about that. Lisa, can you hear me? Um, okay, I don't know if we yeah, have a phone issue can, or there's a delay or what's going on here. Oh, that is weird. Well, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, good. 
Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, and I hope you continue to uh, knock out whatever whatever's ailing you. Well, right now um, I'm being knocked out by it, actually. it's uh, <laughs> I'm losing this fight, to be honored, but 100% honest with you, but I'm doing my best. <clears throat> oh, well, have a, have a restful weekend. Yes, thank um, you. I'm calling about our meeting tomorrow. Um, we've got a fellow coming from Florida, and um, he's also going to be speaking later this weekend in Cincinnati. But uh, we have him Saturday morning. His name is Mike Somerville, and he... Uh, has a ministry reaching out to, to youth and young, young adults, uh, and, and letting them know that the evils of socialism. And so I highly recommend, uh, folks out there listening to grab their teens or young adults, invite their church, uh, youth groups to come out and hear Mike's message. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. How did you, how did you end up pulling somebody from Florida for the next McFan meeting? Well, you know, we've had his, uh, his buddy, Massey Campos, has been out, gosh, it was a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, and did a fantastic job speaking, and now this is one of his partners. And these guys do great ministry. I, I mean, they, they reach out so far, and they're, they're great with the youth. You know, they're in rock bands, Christian rock bands, and things like that. So, you know, we're always trying so hard to, to get to those younger folks out there, um, which is, which I, is I know so there's a lot important. of home. Yes, yes, we've got a lot of good homeschoolers and people that uh, take their kids to Christian schools. But you know, we're, we're as you know, and you're going to speak about this later. We're we're pumping out um, kids that really think it's okay to, um, you know, get a lot of free things or pumping out kids that want to vote for someone like Bernie Sanders, and that yeah. is really, really a problem. Yeah, and that's why and it's, it's very so hard to, to reverse. Get- it is. It is. Once it's done. Oh well, well, you know, but here's here's the irony of that. Um, it's hard to reverse once young kids get that sort of socialist, liberal, everybody give me free stuff and I'm good mentality. It's hard to reverse that. But it's funny, if you raise them the right way, that nothing is free, that you have to work for everything, that you have to be self-reliant, that you, that you have to be accountable, uh, as well as contributing to, uh, you know, you, uh, the society as a whole. If you teach them the right things, it is easy to reverse when you send them to college in the other direction. It's easy for them oh, to be right. flipped. You know what I mean? It's hard to flip them from <laughs> yes. socialism to, to, to capitalist, conservative, you know, self-reliant points of view, but boy, they really make it easy once you send them off to college to go the other the other direction. I yeah, I see it all too often. It's so true, so yeah. true. And you know, we have to worry. You know, we've got good parents out there. I know that, but there's a lot of kids out there today, more than ever, that don't have parents. They might have one, but a lot of them now, and, and we're seeing this in some of our dropout prevention and recovery schools. They've lost both parents, and often like to the to overdose. Um, it's really, really sad. So um, we have new problems, and uh, things are always changing as far as uh, you know how, how how we handle that. But I sure would like to see our schools really, really focus on the basics, so that yep. these kids really do have the skills, you know, to to figure out how to how to manage their money and and the simple things, rather than trying to teach them how to live, but exactly give them right. the skills to and live. It's so funny that we're talking about this now, as I said a few moments ago. And Lisa, thank you again so much for your call. We'll make sure to send people out to McFan Medina County Friends and Neighbors meeting tomorrow morning at 830 at Coppertop in Valley View or Valley City. Or I'm sorry, Valley City.
Valley City, right? Yeah, I think it's Valley City. I apologize. I just kind of got lost in myself there for a moment because I'm my my focus is on the second part of what you're talking about here uh, is is what's going on in our schools and about how um, our schools are supposed to be learning centers on how to become a productive member of of society to become educated to become self-reliant to become you know able to take care of oneself uh, she talked about learn how to manage money learn how to uh you know do all of the things that it takes to become a productive adult in society and instead they get indoctrinated with stuff that you know makes you wonder why on earth are we even spending our money sending these kids to our schools and um you know lisa is on the uh, ohio board of education so she's kind of doubly important here in this first in terms of what they're going to try to teach kids uh, at the Medina County Friends and Neighbors meeting and, and talk about strategizing there, but also, as I noted, what's going on in our actual schools. And the irony is we have a guest coming up here in about 20 minutes, Richard Thompson from the Thomas More Law Center, who's going to talk about just that. Why are our schools invested in turning our young people into something that they uh, have no business involving themselves in, particularly as it pertains to religion? Anything re- referencing Christ or God um, is being driven out of our schools and has been for decades by liberals, by atheists. But try telling school districts that you can't teach Islam and, and, and that there's a problem with teaching kids how to get on their knees on prayer rugs and pray. And there's a problem with indoctrinating them into the uh, uh, beliefs of, uh, of Allah and the Quran. And you're an Islamophobe. You're a bigot. It's okay to teach Islam in schools, just not Christianity. And that's what Richard Thompson from the Thomas More Law Center is going to tell us about in depth. First of all, <clears throat> Monday at the next next uh, Act for America meeting, but uh, a preview of that coming up at 1035 this morning. Here's a little um, video preview for you. It's just an audio version, and that's okay. Uh, it's no secret that Christians and Islam have been mortal enemies ever since Islam reared its head 1,400 years ago. Islam hasn't changed. Um, Knowing that Islam could never defeat America on the battlefield, Muslims devised a plan to slowly defeat us internally without firing a shot. It's called stealth jihad, and it's working because most Americans know very little about Islam and the religion founded by Muhammad. As a result, Islamic propagandists have been able to uh, enlist the support of media, politicians, our cultural institutions, to spread the lie that Islam is a religion of peace and tolerance. And even more dangerous to the future of America is the fact that throughout America, Islamic indoctrination centers have been set up in public schools where Christianity is being trashed and Islam glorified. The simple truth is that Islamic Sharia law established by Muhammad, the founder of Islam, would crush every constitutional liberty that we enjoy. And the problem we have here is that for the last at least two decades, Islamic propagandists have been infiltrating our public school system, not only through curriculum, that they've adopted and the school systems have adopted as well. But because these Islamic propagandists have been able to go into the school system with the specific purpose of propagandizing uh, teachers, these teachers in turn uh, tell the students what they've learned 
through these Islamic propaganda. So that's really, really important. And again, we'll get more in depth on that with Richard Thompson coming up at about 1035 from the Thomas More Law Center. Um, but it's so perfect. The, I'm so glad Lisa called. And by the way, I was right. It's Valley City. I, I always uh, mess up the city here between Valley View and Valley City. The meeting tomorrow for Medina County Friends and Neighbors is at the Coppertop Golf Club in Valley City, 830 uh, is when it begins. But I think the doors open at 8 o'clock. And uh, self-evident ministries, Mike Sonnevelt, again, is going to be speaking. So thank you to Lisa, or, uh, to uh, Lisa Woods. But also, as I noted, Lisa Woods and I have had conversations on the air about curriculum in um you know, America's and Ohio's classrooms and how so much of it is indeed propagandized by Islamists who have, you know, t- undertaken a huge role in converting and or um, grooming young people today to get used to accepting Islam and Islamic tenets by way of textbooks and curriculum and other things. Lisa is on the board, like I said, at the... Um, uh, state of Ohio, the State of Ohio Board of Education. And right now they're concerned with all kinds of things. Inappropriate sexual content in uh, curriculum at schools, um, uh, in addition to, as I said, threats like these. So it's really kind of all uh, coming together, if you will, when it comes to helping um, uh, save our children from public schools. So thank you to Lisa. Uh, I hope it's a great event tomorrow morning in uh, uh, Valley View or Valley City. Again, there it is, Valley City at Coppertop. Make sure that you stop out and see them. It's a great way, again, to learn more about helping our kids. All right, let me get a quick time out here. We'll come right back on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten twenty-five. now, the Bob France Authority continues. Until 11 o'clock, we'll give it over to uh, Mike Gallagher then, and then I'll be able to arrest the voice for for a few hours anyway until I find myself screaming like an idiot at my son's high school football game. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to do my best to keep it down so that we have a uh, much better vocal quality to the program on Monday. Uh, again, Richard Thompson coming up after the bottom of the hour uh, news, and we're going to talk about the Islamization of the American schools, the public schools. I'm going to pivot, though, and I want to give a little attention to this. Um, as the left continues their cloak, their cloaked um, um, impeachment inquiry. Again, the opposite of transparency is opaque, uh, opaqueness, and and they are being very opaque because they continue to hold these depositions in secret, not allowing Republicans to participate, not allowing anybody else to even get transcripts and find out what is going on there. And then just leaking the most damaging information. So as you know, a couple of days ago, Matt Gates, representative from Florida, and a whole bunch of other Republicans marched their way down to the private room and barged in and said, we want to listen. We want to see what's going on. We want to know what all of this evidence is. And Adam Schiff, like a cockroach, scurried under the refrigerator when the lights came on, dragging the witness with him. How dare you? You're not allowed to hear any of this. It was embarrassing for them. But what was even worse is how the uh, media characterized this. MSNBC brought on guest after guest after guest who pointed out the race of the Republican members of Congress who went down there to, um, to find out what's going on. They decided that uh, um, Republicans coming into that hearing room looked like, quote, a high school prank by a bunch of 50-year-old white men. Guest after guest after guest talked about how they looked like 50-year-old white men, a bunch of white men, a bunch of white men. One of them even called them or compared them to the KKK. A CNN commentator and former Bill Clinton staffer, Keith Boykin, compared the group of white Republicans walking into the closed-door impeachment testimony to the KKK. 
I, I wish I was making this stuff up, but I wasn't. So anyway, Matt Gates went on MSNBC yesterday morning to respond to those allegations and to those ridiculous references to the race of the Republicans who were coming in to get information. What happened yesterday was a high school prank by a bunch of 50-year-old white men. The Republicans are whining because the president is whining, and um, frankly, I think they did what they did yesterday because the president was whining that they weren't fighting for him hard enough. But the president liked the whole thing. Watch this. Uh, for the president. He was happy to see it happen. He was very supportive of it, as he should be. The Republican who led that charge is joining me now, Florida Congressman Matt Gates. He sits on the Judiciary and Armed Services Committees and is joining us now from Florida. Congressman, it's great to have you back on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Holly. My IFB wasn't really clear. Did Jackie Spear identify my race and my gender in, con- in the context of my activities as a member of Congress yesterday? I think you heard her sound, but I want to give you the chance to respond. Go ahead. Well, no. Did she say it was that we were a bunch of white men? What does the fact that we are white men have to do with our desire to represent the millions of constituents that we serve? I mean, I was deeply offended by that. Like, I, when, when Jackie Spear walks in a room, I don't sit there and say, you know, a white woman came in or when someone of a different race or ethnicity comes in. This is the type of identity politics from the left that seems to permeate any substantive or procedural argument that they make. And it's, fr- it's sickening to me that that is how we would be thought of. The people we serve are, are diverse. And uh, it's just, it's really kind of sickening. Let me talk about the substantive piece of it then, uh, because there it are two pieces of this. It didn't get any better from there. should be allowed sure, in that room as a member okay. of the Judiciary Committee, as a member of the Armed Services Committee, and they wouldn't let us in. And it begs the question, what are they hiding? So you're speaking for yourself, so let's talk about that. You are a member of Judiciary, a member of Armed Services. As you know, none of those committees are the ones conducting these depositions. It's Intel, it's Foreign Affairs, it's Oversight. I don't know that. No, no, that is the fact. And the rules rules say that those committee members... Of of the Judiciary Committee, Hallie, go back and look. You cannot misstate that as a fact. How can you tell me it's a fact that my committee's not involved when it was the committee chairman of the Judiciary Committee who launched the investigation? Your committee has not subpoenaed these individuals to appear for the deposition. That doesn't mean we're not involved in the impeachment inquiry. No, you're shifting ground now, right? First you say we're not involved, then you say we didn't issue the subpoenas. Those are two different things, and we are involved because our chairman launched the inquiry. That is a fact. Sure, I want to let you have your say here, but I also want to find out why you think the rules do not apply to you as they're laid out. The rules do not apply to the Democrats who are holding these private hearings. Is significant, not about the piece about Ukraine in 2016, because that is something that is not a proven theory, but specifically that you well, wait, say... It, was, it, it, wait, it wait, is wait, a court wait, order wait, in the Ukraine. Wait, no, 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 I'm well, sorry. You just keep Congress, blowing through really these things like they're facts, but they're not. Adam, I mean, uh, um, Matt Gates is not going to allow the journalistic thugs on MSNBC to just spew lies and misinformation without being challenged. That's how these interviews go. That's why the president correctly calls the mainstream media and the leftist media on cable news the enemy of the people because they continue to misrepresent facts shift the goalposts, shift the narrative and every time they get called on it try to then run and hide and 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 the fact that they allowed uh, this woman and several other guests to come on there and say that a bunch of white men stormed in there one of them referencing the kkk without any pushback whatsoever tells you all you need to know We'll get news now, then we're going to come back. Richard Thompson will be joining us on AM 1420, The Answer.
1036, onward we roll on AM 1420, the answer. So look, the Islamification of American public schools continues. Salem Junior High School in Utah, freshmen in a world civics class were told to make a propaganda poster for the Islamic State. The assignment was canceled after moms and dads complained. The school district said the lesson was not approved by administrators, was not part of any official curriculum. They say they just wanted to help the kids understand the goals of terrorist groups. Well, let me drop some knowledge on you kids. The Islamic radicals want to kill you, they want to kill your family, and they want to kill your friends. Meanwhile, in Huntington Beach, California, seventh graders were forced to learn a song promoting Islam. One mother said her son's notebook included a stick figure man saying, believe in Allah, there is no other God. Could you imagine the outcry had the kids been singing Amazing Grace? You know, it's bad enough we have apologists for radical Islam in the White House, but for the sake of the nation, we cannot allow American public schools to become taxpayer-funded madrasas. That was Todd Starnes on Fox Nation's The Dispatch uh, back in 2015 when Barack Obama was the president. Has the Islamization of schools stopped since President Trump took over? Absolutely not. And that's the threat that we face. And it's what we now will discuss with our friend Richard Thompson. Richard Thompson is, of course, uh, with the Thomas More Law Center. As noted, it's a national nonprofit public interest law firm based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. We won't hold that against him. Uncovering uh, evidence every day, it seems, of a well-orchestrated Islamic propaganda campaign aimed at teachers in school systems throughout Michigan and in, in other states. And he will be the guest speaker this Monday at Act for America's next meeting. Mr. Thompson. Thompson, good to have you back on the air here in Cleveland. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me, Bob. I, I pulled that little piece of audio up literally in the 45 seconds, last 45 seconds of our last commercial break. That's how easy it is to find stories all over the Internet of schools giving assignments to children designed to kind of sort of start them on the indoctrination path toward belief in Islam or toward favoring Islam. And as Todd Starnes pointed out, we all can point to just as many examples of Christianity and the Lord's Prayer being shut out of schools. How is this happening, Richard Thompson? Well, what we've discovered that this has been an ongoing uh, effort by Islamic propagandists for at least two decades and it's been done uh, undercover in the sense that, you know, a lot of people pay attention to state politics and to national politics, but very few people pay attention to what is going on in their school systems, their school boards, the boards of education. Very few people even vote for the board members. Um, and so there is a quiet effort being made by Islamic propagandists, first of all, to propagandize the teachers. They have these seminars where teachers are mandated to attend. The seminars are put on by um, Islamic propagandists, and what the teachers learn from these seminars, and they go out and repeat to the classroom. And basically what the teachers uh, are, are told that, number one, Islam is a religion of peace and tolerance. Two, uh, they disparage Christianity. And three, they trash America. And we have teachers who, who are clueless as to what the religion of Islam is, and so they buy this uh, whole uh, idea that Islam is 
a religion of peace and tolerance, and they go out and teach it. Now, what happens is most people, uh, most parents who are somewhat alert will look at the textbook or will look at the class syllabus. Most often, the textbook is not what the children are being taught out of, or the class syllabus does not even indicate what uh, ideas in the Islamic section of the um, particular curriculum is going to be in. So uh, the only time they really have to defend themselves, and I'm talking about the school system, is when some uh, alert parent discovers what is going on and right away, they circle the wagons, and they say, well, this was not meant to happen. This was an accident. We didn't know what was going on. And they try to get out of it that way. Uh, you know, we did a, uh, a, a study of one school district in Michigan. That was a Novi school district where 400 teachers were subjected to uh, two days of Islamic propaganda by a person uh, who was a Muslim who came in there with a hijab on. Her name is Huda Essa. And basically, she told them how bad America was, that she told them that uh, Islam is the only monotheistic religion. The Bible and the Talmud are corrupted and it's only the Quran that has remained uncorrupted. And these teachers listened. None of them objected to what she was saying about Christianity or about uh, the United States of America, and they walked away. When we brought this to the attention of the public by a press release, uh, immediately the uh, school administrator said, well, this was really a class on or a seminar on diversity, and uh, we were trying to prohibit bullying of Muslim students, and that's why we were doing this. They didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't talk about what was happening to the Christian students, okay? And they didn't talk about the discrimination against uh, Jews, they basically t uh, try to pr uh, portray Muslims and Islam as a victim of some kind of intolerant system, and therefore they got their uh, nose under the tent, so to speak, and they were able to propagandize these teachers um, and then the schools. Um, it's happening all over the country. <clears throat> you know, we just had a case that... Um, we brought to the Supreme Court, they denied uh, to review it. It was the case of Kay, uh, Kaylee Wood. It's been in the uh, media for a few weeks now. And the issue there was Kaylee Wood, when she was in her 11th grade uh, world history class, she was taught to write the Shahada. Uh, which is a conversion prayer. There is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. She was also uh, forced to watch a series of PowerPoint slides, including the phrase, most Muslims' faith is stronger than the average Christian. Okay. Now, Kaylee Wood was a faithful Christian. Her father found out by accident what she was being forced to, uh, to uh, write in her homework assignments and watch uh, in class. Now, she, he happened to be, her father happened to be a former Marine. Mm -hmm. He served during the first Persian Gulf War. 
he also, once he, he served for eight years in the Marine Corps, once he left the Marine Corps, he, was a, he became a firefighter. He was a first responder to the Pentagon when 9-11 occurred. He had no love uh, for Muslims. He didn't believe that it was a religion of peace and tolerance. And he was outraged that his daughter was learning the conversion prayer. That evening, the first time he found out about it, he called the school. Now, the school was closed. He left a message saying, what happened to separation of church and state? You don't allow the Ten Commandments, but how come you allow uh, students to learn the Shahada and all this other stuff? The school, uh, I, don't want my, I don't want my daughter learning this stuff. Give her another assignment or let her opt out. The school assistant principal called the next day. She said, uh, if your daughter doesn't complete the assignment, she is going to get a failing grade. He said, give her the failing grade. She's not going to complete the assignment. They gave her the failing grade. They forced her out of the uh, class into a library and then for, for a while into the principal's office while the rest of the program was going on as far as the Muslim part of the world history class. So she was ostracized in front of her, uh, uh, her uh, classmates as well. We filed a lawsuit saying that this has vi violated the Establishment Clause of the uh, First Amendment to the Constitution, mm -hmm. uh, which says Congress shall make no law prohibiting uh, uh, the uh, endorsing the uh, establishment of a religion. Right. Um, it's, it's been a historic statement that was made many, many years ago by a Supreme Court which said if there's any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, it is that no official, high or petty, can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics, nationalism, religion, or other matters of opinion, or force citizens to profess by word or act their faith therein. Well, what was the school doing? They were forcing uh, Kaylee Wood to profess the uh, conversion prayer of Islam against her will, forcing her to deny her faith, her Christian faith. In fact, uh, one of the comments uh, we made was that, have you ever heard of a Muslim student being forced to say the Lord's Prayer or being forced to recite uh, John 3.16? No, they wouldn't do it to a Muslim, but they do uh, have no problem at all forcing Kaylee Wood this 11th grade student, to uh, deny her faith. We thought this was a very good case. But you know what happened? The district court, when we filed a lawsuit in the uh, district court, a federal district court, the district court said, well, maybe these statements were inartful, but they did not violate the Establishment Clause. Wow. We, we appealed it to the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. The First Circuit, uh, Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals affirmed the lower court decision, and then we appealed it to the Supreme Court. A few weeks ago, we learned that the Supreme Court denied our petition for review, so the case stands. But the question there was presented, here's the question that was presented, whether a homework student, uh, assignment by public schools can require a student to assert religious beliefs and recite a prayer that offends her religious convictions. 
uh, you know, the Establishment Clause was very clear about that. We should not, the government should never force someone to endorse a religion uh, or the establishment of a religion, I should say. Um, and, Richard, let, um, let, me, let me jump this, in here for a moment sure. because uh, we're short on time, and I wanted to get at least one follow-up in. Uh, we're talking uh, to Richard Thompson, who is with the Thomas More Law Center. He is going to be the guest speaker at the Act for America meeting by way of Zoom on Monday. This coming Monday, the 28th at 7 p.m., if you want to participate and listen to Richard's presentation in full, as well as his Q&A, uh, which is directed by Jim Simpson, who runs Pockets of Resistance, you have to send an email to info at actcleveland.org. Info at actcleveland.org. They will send you a link to um, tune in to the um, uh, to the uh, webcast. Richard, right. I follow uh, this up. Is- I just want to say, uh, on that evening, I will be speaking about, again, the propagandizing of teachers and students and how we can stop it. And it's important for uh, listeners to uh, sign up because we'll be open for any kind of questions that they have. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's exactly what I want to get out to people so they, uh, so they can indeed ask questions. And here's my follow-up question, um, because most of what you said had to do with teachers presenting the lessons to the students. Students, of course, are, are going to be afraid to, to speak out against this or to have their parents speak out against it because they're going to be, uh, as you've pointed out, they're going to be booted, they're going to be forced to the principal's office, they're going to be stigmatized as being bigoted or Islamophobic, etc. I want to know if you think the teachers are embracing all of this fully or if they are just going along with it for the same reason. Because when you're a teacher and you get booted, it's not just down to another room while the lessons are going on. If you don't go along with what is being forced here, you you, you can lose your job. You're, you're getting booted from the profession. So are teachers embracing this Islamic um, educational curricula or are they just kind of forced to do this and if they don't they're going to you know they're going to pay the consequences well here here's uh again we would have to talk to all the teachers as i said of the 400 teachers that attended this conference not one stood up and questioned what the uh, muslim propagandist was saying Sure. Some. Do you think it's fear? Going, That's what I mean, though. Do you think? I mean, well, they could, if, if one know, teacher stands up and says, "Hey, hold on a second, and points out the obvious here about the, you know, how this, you know, could be a violation of the, you know, church and state and forcing people to recite things they don't believe." Oh, if they stand up, they're going to identify themselves as the lone, uh, you know, uh, uh, individual who is who is Islamophobic and is trying to well, stop the diversity I, from being taught, etc. Well, if a teacher stood up and said that. And then she got disciplined in any way. Uh, there could be a lawsuit against the school. If the teacher, the teacher also has a First Amendment right. She doesn't lose her First Amendment rights just because uh, she's in a school classroom or in a seminar. Right. In fact, these are all teachers. These were not. Uh, these were not children. So she certainly would have a right to question uh, a presenter at at a seminar. So the, I, the fear, the fear, they may, though, they may the fear, Mr. Fear. Thompson, would be how they're going to, you know, if, based on the outcome of the lawsuit uh, that you were just discussing, appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. Lord only knows if they would win what should be an easy case to win because of the, uh, you know, because of the emotion involved as it pertains to diversity in religious education and the in, the impact. Sure, of, uh, is, I, I'm Islam. sure there's a lot. Of, I'm yeah. sure there's a part of that. There's fear, but uh, I do know that teachers do stand up, uh, and other teachers aren't just clueless as to what Islam is all about, which is a concern 
that which I have why, of yeah. American which, which, society. Which is why I'm hoping there will be a lot of educators who tune in to the uh, web presentation, the webinar meeting that you are going to be holding with Act for America uh, Cleveland chapter coming up this Monday. James Thompson, I wish we had more time. I thank you so much. Or Richard Thompson, excuse me, sir. Uh, I thank you so much. Jim Simpson is going to be joining you in this event, and I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for having me, Bob. You got it, sir. Thank you. Richard Thompson from the Thomas More Law Center. We went a little long. We'll get out and come back in and wrap it up on AM 1428. All right, final segment here. Mercifully coming to an end as uh, my voice uh, strains and uh, struggles to get through this. Um, We're going to try to do this now with James in Lorain County who's going to take up some of these last two or three minutes for us. James, good morning. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind, good sir? Good morning, Bert. Good morning. I'm doing well. I uh, would like to thank you for bringing Matt Shea to the area, and he was very informative about uh, Islamic uh, submission, like your mm-hmm. last guest, and uh, was brought a lot of clarity to um, <clears throat> Islam and uh, some of the propaganda that's out there. And that's it. That's, I just want to call and thank you for oh, doing good. Okay, doing well, I, I'm glad you. I'm glad yeah. you went. I'm glad uh, that it, that it was of value. That's why we brought him on. I, I felt like it would be, and I can certainly tell you there's going to be great value in uh, Richard Thompson's presentation again coming up on Monday. And this one you don't have to leave your your home for, as noted. Uh, all you've got to do is uh, send that email to info at actcleveland.org and uh, request a link to the webinar and you will be able to see Richard Thompson and uh, hear his presentation. Some of what he talked about with me uh, is going to be a part of that, but in much more depth. He's going to go into a lot of other areas as well. And moreover, and perhaps more importantly, as uh, we noted, Jim Simpson, uh, um, who runs Pockets of Resistance and is the author of the Red Green Axis, um, who works with Act for America all the time and Act Cleveland all the time, he will be conducting the Q&A with Dr. Thompson, uh, Richard Thompson, and um, he will, uh, uh, of course, take your questions as well and uh, get those to Richard Thompson as well. So be a part of that. Info at actcleveland.org is what the uh, email address that you have to use to uh, get the link. And, and I'm going to say this. This is maybe as much of the defining struggle of this time as the fight against socialism is. People have put Islamization, the Islamization of America's schools, the Islamic indoctrination of young students, and the influence of Islam and the Muslim Brotherhood in our federal and also in local governments on the back burner. Because all everybody's talking about is the election, impeaching Trump, we're talking about socialism, rightly so. We're fearful of communist rule taking over this country. China exporting its communist censorship to the United States. I mean, we're all talking about this fear. Do not let the, the, the issues we face with respect to radical Islam taking over our schools and infiltrating our government, do not put that on the back burner. And I think it's important that you listen to people like Richard Thompson and uh, Matt Shea and others uh, because they are shining a light on it. It is that important. So make sure that you uh, are able to w- watch that, if uh, nothing else. Thanks for being a part of the show today. Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you Enjoy Monday. the silence. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.